Yes, and your life counts. Enthusiasm definitely makes a difference. Hello and welcome to the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we have fun together, we learn together, and we encourage one another. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we discuss a variety of topics such as, but not limited to, 100% responsibility, 100% accountability, accountability partners, mentorship, the power of belief, the power of thought, the power of expectation, and the power of words, consciousness, awareness, and becoming the observer, just to name a few. On our show, we share concepts, principles, processes, and systems that work when you work them that deliver good and great results. Our show's vision, mission, purpose, and intention is to discuss simple, basic, fundamental ways to help everyday people experience more fulfillment, satisfaction, enrichment, enjoyment, health, mental health awareness, and overall peace through utilizing your own latent resources that lie dormant within you. The Sudden Eye Impact Show is spiritual, inspirational, motivational, expressing electrifying, energetic, powerful, and transformational content that anyone can take and learn and apply consistently in any area of their life to change their life for the better and continue to work to change their life for the best. Today, we have a special guest for you today, and his name is Nick Morphew, and he is the father of two, a husband, a leadership coach, an entrepreneur, a multi-business owner and former semi-pro football player of the Texas Bullets. And he is a highly sought-after business consultant. With no further ado, we bring Nick Markview to the stage. Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on today first, brother. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours and, and just appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Um, so, so like you, you already said, you know, I, I, I'm a lot of things in this world. Um, had a lot of success in my life, um, but the biggest thing is, is that I'm a child of God, um, and, and so I always like to, to start off with that. Um, you know, the biggest thing about me uh, is that I believe in coaching mindset. I believe that there is nothing in this world that you can't overcome. The greatness inside of you, the power that is inside of you, is greater than anything that you'll ever uh, face in your life. And so I, I coach that to, uh, my clients. Um, I, I teach that, I preach that I live that. Uh, and, and that's the biggest thing about me is, is my mentality and my mindset cannot be beat. Awesome. Well stated. Tell us about your business. I mean, I'm a fan of your, um, your, um, clothing line. So tell the audience about your clothing line and you know, how they can connect with you or order merchandise. I mean, everybody loves T-shirts. So uh, my coaching business and my clothing line um, is the mantra, savage over average. Um, savage is, is how I choose to live my life. I despise complacency. I despise mediocrity. I always want to be the absolute best at everything that I do. I believe in attacking life, not letting it attack you. And so that's what I coach. Um, but I also turned that into a clothing line. So we have a Shopify store. It is soa-motivation.myshopify.com. Uh, you can go on there. Um, we have a ton of different designs of, of different uh, motivational mantras, um, different athletic wear. We've got men's wear, women's wear, gym wear, stuff for the kids. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't let my kids uh, not have some, some SOA gear themselves. Um, but I, that's what I believed in. I, I, you know, I, I said I preach these things, I live these things. 
But I was like, you know what? I even want T-shirts that when I go out into the world and I'm walking down the street, I want somebody to question, you know, hey, what's that you got on your shirt there? Uh, hey, this is what I believe. And, and I'm wearing it on my chest because I believe it that much. And so, uh, you know, just started the clothing line actually in 2021. Um, and it's going well. I'm, I'm super excited about where that's going to go. And, and we frequently have new drops as, as I come up with new content and new sayings and everything. So uh, and we've also got accessories, too. We've got hats, backpacks, gym bags, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, check it out uh, there on our Shopify store uh, and order from us. We, we'd love to have your business. Well stated. Um, we'll go to mindset in a minute, but Nick, talk to us about vision and leadership. I mean, we have people out with the pandemic that's happened. We have a lot of people out there that are just in fear. I mean, they're going to therapy. I mean, they're doing everything, but the point of it is, is you're not seeing a lot of progress. A lot of people are just walloping and doubt, wary and fear. So talk to us about having a vision for your life and, and what leadership means to you. You know, leadership is something very near and dear to my heart. Um, I, I believe that leaders are born. Uh, they're not made. Um, there is something in great leaders' blood. It's a charisma that they carry. It's a, a status that they know they have. Um, and it's about taking care of your people. Um, great leaders understand what it means to really care for their employees or care for the people on their team, putting their best interest at heart and doing everything in their power to make sure that they hit their goals. Um, you know, as, as in the business world, uh, I believe in promoting my people under me because naturally, uh, if they look good, I'm going to look good. Um, and, and that's the best definition of leadership that I can give um, is just taking care of your people, leading from the front, uh, being just that great example uh, of what is expected. And when people see it out of you and they know that you care, people will run through a stinking brick wall for you, man. Um, and, and I believe that with all my heart. As far as vision is concerned, you know, I think most great leaders have the understanding of vision because they know who they are and they know where they're going. And so they understand the steps they have to take to get there. It's living life, understanding ground zero, but looking from a 30,000 foot view and knowing, all right, that's where I need to be. That's where I'm going. And, and this is how I'm going to get there. And this is how I'm going to get my team there. So. Wow. Talk to us about mindset because, I mean, that's one of your fortes and specialties. So uh, teach us how to, to, you know, create the right mindset. So it, it starts with this, you know, uh, like, like we talked about in my bio. Um, I played football through college, um, played three years of semi-pro after that. Uh, and I believe that there are so many things from being an athlete that, made me a better husband, that made me a better father, that made me a better business owner. Uh, just so much translates from the sports world to real life. And my mindset has always been, there's nothing that I can't beat. I understand, um, and I'm going to go biblical here just for a minute. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it talks about the power of the Holy Spirit coming down on the disciples. 
when that word is translated out of the original Greek, it's the word dunamis. And the word dunamis actually translates to dynamite, uh, best in English. So you don't have just a normal power. You have dynamite. It's in your hands. It's in your words. It's in your thoughts. So think about what dynamite can do. It can literally do anything. If you want to blow up the stigmas of, of what you used to be or what your past says you was or what the world says you are, you can blow that up with the power that's already inside of you. And if you need to blow your career up, if you want to blow your new business up, well, the power inside of you is already there. And, and I really believe, you mentioned this earlier, you know, there's so many people in this world that are hurting. There's so many people in this world that are, are wandering and they're looking for purpose and they're looking for, for something, but it's already inside of them, man. That's the biggest thing. People are looking for something when the, the something has always been inside of them. They just don't recognize their own power. And so that's really my first step in creating the mentality is understanding that the answer was always you. Are you broken? Yes, but you're fixable. To, to be most effective, you have to understand your weaknesses. Most people really think they have to understand their strengths. You have to understand why you're broken, what you're broken because of, so that you can fix it and propel, use that dynamite, use that dunamis to get you to the next level. I've just always had this realization in my life that there's nothing that can really beat me. I'm going to get knocked down. I know I am. I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm going to come back better every single time. And every time that I come back better, I'm just not going to quit. And, you know, Marcus Luttrell um, is one of my favorite, favorite speakers. Uh, Marcus Luttrell was, you know, part of, uh, Operation Red Wings in Afghanistan in 2005. Uh, Mark Wahlberg made a movie about him a couple years ago called Lone Survivor. And uh, Marcus was a part of a, a SEAL team that was, was on this mountain doing a recon in Afghanistan to take down a high-value target. But they were just doing a recon, and they end up it's, it's four SEALs against 100 Taliban fighters. And you know, th these guys are, are fighting for their life. They're in absolute hell. They're just, they're fighting for each other. They're fighting for their brothers. They're fighting to survive. And they end up getting blown off this mountain. They actually end up getting blown off the mountain twice and broken bones and just, you know, in a gunfight, in, in the darkest possible place that any one of us could ever assume we would be in. They were actually in it. And Marcus talks about in his book that every time he fell down, every time he came back to from hitting rocks and everything was said, he looked up and he said, God, help me right here. And God would go, look to your right. And there would be his rifle. And he goes, you know what? At the end of the day, I've still got my rifle. I'm still breathing. I'm still in this fight. And as long as I'm breathing, I'm still in this fight. And so... You know, we have to realize that our rifle is the power that was always inside of us. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I'm still going uh, until, you know, the fat lady sings. Uh, and people just don't have enough of that get up and keep going, that get up and just never quit. And, you know, the never quit mentality is something that is a, a paramount component uh, of my leadership training program um, that when you can 
get that mentality ingrained in you, man, life changes. It's a totally different ball game at that point. Wow. I want you to talk to us about belief systems, and here's the reason why. The first couple times that um, I heard you speak, man, you have so much power, I was literally trembling. So I want to know, you just have a different motor. So talk to us about belief systems. Or, or you know, just that, explain your breakdown of belief systems because you have a different engine. Well, uh, yes. Um, and, and a little bit of it I can't really explain because a little bit of it is I'm just wired differently, man. Um, you know, I, I've embraced being different my entire life. Um, I embrace being outside the box. Uh, it goes back to that savage over average mentality. You know, I, I don't want to be like everybody else. Uh, I, I want to do it bigger. I want to do it better. Um, and, and I believe God made me that way. Um, I am a Christian, like I said, child of God. You know, you know that's um, my faith family football uh, was always my mentality. And, and now that football's, you know, kind of outside the, uh, you know, I, I'm retired now from, from actually playing the game. Uh, I just get to coach my, my boys' team. Um, you know, it, it's faith family business for me. Um, and, and in that order, you know, I, I believe in alignment. Um, you know, every single day, alignment is a component of what makes me who I am. I wake up every single day. I spend time in prayer. I spend time in my quiet time because I know that I have to be aligned in the spiritual realm. Uh, the next part of alignment for me is, uh, is mentally. Uh, I have to mentally constantly be growing. I can't stay stagnant. Uh, status quo is the biggest lie there is. There's no such thing as status quo. Every single day you either get better or you get worse. And you have to make that decision. And so for me, mentally, uh, I have to spend time learning under other people. I have to spend time in books. You know, one of my favorite books uh, is Nick Saban's book, Fourth and Goal Every Day. And you look from, or it's called Fourth and Goal. Um, but Fourth and goal is how I live my life every single day. You either win on fourth and goal or, or it's over. You turn the ball over. It, so it's score and, and achieve your goal or, or you're done. You have to live life with that cutthroat mentality of it is or it isn't. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. It's black and white. It's, it's yes or no. Um, people live in this complacent state where they don't push themselves that hard. And so I think that's what really drives my motor. And then, you know, the third aspect of alignment, I covered the spiritual, mental, um, but it's also physical. Um, you have to take care of your temple. You have one body. You're not going to have another one. And so for me, i got to go to the gym on a daily basis. Um, and I tell people when I coach them on alignment, too, that you don't necessarily have to be a gym freak. You don't have to go in there and rep out 225 or, you know, whatever. You don't got to throw a bunch of weight around if your physical state means you got to get out of the house and you got to go walk around the block and you got to make sure you're drinking enough water, then that's where you're at in your physical walk. But you got to take care of your body. And so I, I believe that my, my groundedness in my faith, um, believing that God created me the way that he did, God created every single one of us the way that he did. There was a purpose ordained for every single one of us um, when we were just a thought. Uh, that and my alignment is what really helps drive me and, and drive that motor. 
nicely stated. I have another question for you because you were very successful uh, in corporate America, and you were a six foot, I mean, six figure earner. So talk to us about faith. Like, what gave you the confidence to know that you could walk away, or what made you walk away from a six figure income? You know, the biggest thing for me was just that I knew what my purpose was going to be in life and, and my faith in my creator that I, I enjoyed my lifestyle. You know, I, <laughs> I had a lot of good things going for me. Um, and just knowing that God was going to take care of that one way or another. Um, but the biggest thing was, and, and this was in my awakening period, um, because I have the most unique personality that there is. I am an extroverted introvert. I've been a leader my entire life. But in all preferences, I would prefer to be on my own. I'm a loner. Um, so God gave me this vision. And I, I remember in my quiet time the day that God told me this. He said, I didn't give you these gifts for you to be selfish with them. And I was like, yeah, but God, just everything's going so great right now. Like, I'm, I'm so happy with my life. And he said, but that's not what you were ordained for. You were ordained to share that gift with the world and to share your talents with the world. And so I was like, you know what? I, I've got to surrender. God, whatever you say here, I, I trust that you're going to take care of my family. I trust that you're going to take care of these bills. I trust that you're going to, you know, let me still enjoy the things that I love in life. But at the same time, I've got a purpose. And if I don't live that purpose, then somebody else is going to hurt. There's people in this world that I can help change their lives. I want to be able to be a part of that. I want people to be able to go, you know what? I met Nick. Nick changed my life. And at the end of the day, money's going to come and go. Uh, friendships are going to come and go. Everything in this life is going to come and go, except for time. We don't know how much time we have. It's the most finite resource in the world. And so I would rather use my time to pursue my purpose than pursue something that I can't really control anyway. The financial system may crash tomorrow, and, and money's not going to matter. I can get hacked and all that money can be gone and there's nothing I can do about it, but there's something that I can do about changing lives. And so I had to make the decision uh, as a man to follow God's ordainment and purpose for my life. And that was, I can't say it was an easy decision. Um, I can't say it was just a comforting decision, um, but having that faith that everything was going to be okay was what really mattered. Wow. Nicely stated. Talk to us about attitude and then what success means to you. So attitude is what you can control, right? You know, it, it goes back to that, you know, everybody is worried about what somebody else is doing. Well, you're, you can't control that, but what you can do is you can dictate the outcome you can dictate the outcome by the attitude that you show up with. If you show up with consistency, consistency, you show up with dedication, you show up motivated, you can control a, a large part of the situation just by doing that. 
people follow those things. Uh, and so showing up with a great attitude every single day, um, you know, showing up as a savage, uh, I believe that I've got to be who I say that I am. Um, if I'm going to be a savage, you know, when I get on a podcast or if I'm going to be a savage when I'm around certain people, but then I'm around, you know, everybody else and, and I'm just kind of normal. Um, I, I'm not being real. Uh, and so I believe that your attitude shows how real you really are. Um, it, it's what you do when nobody else is watching is what really matters. You know, success, success for me, it's going to have a thousand different definitions from a thousand different people. My biggest definition of success is living in my purpose. Um, you know, I touched on, you know, you know money's going to come and go. Titles are going to come and go. Um, you know, but what's not going to come and go is that personal satisfaction of creating change. Um, you know, that personal satisfaction of knowing that you are living the life that you were built to live. That is just the most refreshing feeling that I've ever had. And so I survive so much more on knowing that I'm living in my purpose than I ever did off of money and success and titles and, and all of those things. Got you. Teach us about self-image or self-concept. Some people call it self-image. Some people call it self-concept. You know, self-image is, is, you know, just understanding who you are. Like I said, from an early age, I understood who I was. There's so many people in this world that go through life because we live in a society now that you, you turn on the TV and they tell you you're not good enough. You open up a magazine, they tell you you're not good enough. They tell you you're not good enough, but this is. Whatever's on the TV screen, whatever's on the magazine cover, all of those things. And so people spend their entire life chasing things that they were never supposed to be. They were never ordained to be. But our society told them you're not good enough. Realizing the greatness inside of you, realizing that it's okay to be broken, it's okay to improve, it's o but you are made exactly the way you are made for a reason. That that would solve a lot of people's problems is realizing that the power is inside of them, the greatness is inside of them. You don't have to change. You don't have to be somebody else's goals, somebody else's passion, somebody else's purpose, because that's not yours. Don't, don't go chase that. Your self-image of how you view yourself and view your success and view all of those things is dictated by you. Don't let the outside world dictate you, because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You're the author of your own life. Write your own story. Don't let somebody else pick up that pen. And also, write a story that's so stinking good that they turn around and they try to make a movie about it. Wow. Walk us through your um, decision-making process. Like, how do you make, like, important decisions? Uh, so decisions for me, uh, it starts with that alignment. You know, I, I covered... The, the spiritual, the mental, and the physical, when I'm in alignment, my decision-making process is pretty smooth simply because I understand who I am spiritually, where I'm at mentally, and where I'm at physically. But I look at all aspects of the decision. And, and again, it goes back to the other point that I made earlier about, uh, about vision. I know where I'm at ground zero, 
but I'm looking where I'm going from 30,000 feet. So when I'm making a decision, does this fit my values? Does this fit the ethics that I have, the character I have, the integrity that I have? Okay, it checks off those boxes. Does this decision help me get closer to my goal? Yes or no? And if it does, I do it. If I don't, I pass on it. And I, I just try to simplify everything down to those those principles that if it fits your values, it fits your character, it fits your integrity, it fits your goal system, okay, it makes sense to do it. If it doesn't match up with there, then, then you don't even need to mess with it. I'm super efficient with my time. I'm super efficient with the things that I do because it's all goal-oriented. If you try to mess around with things that don't matter in the grand scheme of your purpose and passion and goals, then you're just wasting that time. You know, I've heard people throw this out there before that, oh, man, you know, I really, really like spending time with this girl. Can you see yourself marrying her? Well, no. Okay, then you're completely wasting your time. If that person doesn't fit the grand scheme of your life, then, then you're just wasting time. And, and with that simple principle, I'd eliminate a lot of that that white noise, a lot of the distractions, um, because if it doesn't fit who I am and what I'm about, then then I'm not even going to mess with it. Wow, this dude dropping gems. Talk to us about uh, imagination and visualization. Like, did you use your imagination in becoming a professional athlete or, you know, in any different phase or avenue of your life? Every single day. Um, I... I mentioned this earlier too. I believe in being outside the box. You got to think different. Don't think the same way that everybody else does because everybody else is on a path. Wide is the road that leads to destruction and narrow is the road that leads to paradise. Your goals are your paradise. And so being able to visualize yourself in that state, being able to manifest that, you have to be able to see it before you can ever be it. You really do. And so being able to also use your imagination to fight through those hard times. I can't tell you how many just ridiculously hard training sessions I went through uh, as an athlete, but that was always in my mind was I got to do this to get to where I want to be. And if I can't get through this, then I'm not going to get there. So, all right, you got to make the decision. Do you quit now or do you keep going? Well, every single time when you can visualize yourself putting on that uniform, when you can visualize yourself holding up that trophy, and you can visualize yourself putting that ring on your finger, that's what really matters. And so if you can see it, that's what makes – the vision is what always made me fight. The understanding of, of where I was going, the, the picture in my mind of, of seeing myself with that ring on my finger was what mattered. And that's how I got through those difficult times. So imagination is paramount. If you can't see it, if you can't draw it, if you can't put it on a goals board, write it down daily – blue ink, write it down twice a day, put your subconscious mind on it, then it's not going to happen. It's that simple. Wow. Talk to us about consciousness and awareness. So, you know, there, there's the conscious mind and there's the subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind is the 95%, you know. So being able to utilize your subconscious mind and helping you achieve those things because your waking hours of being 5%, 5% is not going to get anything done. 
and, and the awareness of, of understanding that principle first is, is key, but the awareness of yourself, like I said, you have to understand your strengths, but more importantly, you have to understand your weaknesses. And the reason you have to understand your weaknesses is you have to understand how you can improve, how you can get better. I look at this from a very simple way. You may not be good at math. That's okay. Can you read a book on how to get better at math? Yes, you can. But maybe you're just not wired to be good at math. At that point right there, you know that you've got to have somebody on your team. You've got to have somebody in your inner circle that's good at math so that whatever aspect of that business, the math side of it's taken care of. Whatever, you know, filing your taxes at the end of the year, you know, you've got somebody that can do that for you. But if you were never self-aware to understand that either you could learn that and you can improve on it, or you had to have that person on your team, then you're always going to struggle with that. And so self-awareness is, to be a great leader, you got to understand self-awareness. To be an effective business owner, to be an effective whatever you want to do in life, to be an effective father, you have to have the self-awareness of, am I a good dad or not? You know, do I need to improve on things? Is my relationship with my wife solid? Do we have a solid chemistry that allows us to parent on the same styles? Well, if you didn't have self-awareness and, and you can't have that conversation with yourself, then you're never going to improve on it. So self-improvement is the only way to do it is to understand where you're actually at and being self-aware. Nicely stated. Talk to us, Nick, about why having a goal or objective, target, or definite chief aim is important. Why, why is that important? You don't have goals, you're shooting in the dark, man. You're, you're just you're falling into the falling into the rat race. You don't really care where you end up. You know, it, it's like getting on the highway with no GPS, no destination, and just going, man, I end up where I end up. And to me, that blows my mind um, because I'm so goal oriented, so goal focused. Uh, I have to know exactly where I'm going. I have to understand the target and. Uh, I'll give you another analogy there. Chris Kyle, the American sniper, he's another Texas boy like me. He talked about aim small, miss small. At the time, Chris Kyle was the most decorated sniper in U.S. military history. And that was his mentality, is I'm so direct with every shot that I take. I'm, I'm aiming at such a small, I'm not aiming at a, at a target. I'm aiming at a button on the target. I'm so direct and so precise with everything that I do that even the smallest error is not really an error. Now, if you think about this, think about baseball players. If you're a 300 hitter for your career, you're a Hall of Famer. That means you only hit the ball 30% of the time that you were at the plate. I would much rather be so direct and so precise with the things that I was going after, the goals that I was pushing for, that even the smallest error, I'm at 97% now instead of 100%. I don't want to go all the way down to 30 because in baseball, 30 is great. And we won't get off on the tangent of how hard it is to hit a baseball because it is, it's really hard to hit a, you know, a 90 mile an hour fastball. But to be so precise that every single decision you make, every single action that you take is pushing you towards that goal you got to have that target up on the board 
Otherwise, you're just shooting into the forest. Wow. Man, you're putting it on us today. Talk to us about attention and intention. So attention is just being, uh, it, it's very similar to self-awareness to me. You know, I, I pay attention to my surroundings. I pay attention to what's going around. But intention to me is is having that focus, understanding that I don't even want to do this if it's not leading me towards where I want to go. I'm that intentional with every action that I take, with every word that I speak, because I don't like to talk. But if I'm going to talk, I'm going to make sure it's something worth saying. You know, I'm not just going <laughs> to sit here and spout off the mouse for no reason. Um, those words are better kept inside. I'm not even going to waste the energy because I'm so intentional with my actions. I'm so intentional with my thoughts, so intentional with my words that it's always leading me to where I need to go. Gotcha. Talk to us about being of service. What was that? I'm sorry. I I didn't hear that. Uh, Being of service. Being of service. So Mm -hmm. I I believe you have to serve others. Um, You know, I've heard this one time about leadership, that if serving is below you, then leadership is above you. You have to take care of your people. You have to have the understanding that helping others is what we're really put on this world to do. It's not about being selfish. And that was a long road for me. Uh, you know, I, it was probably a decade from the time I, I graduated college and got married, started a family, all those things, before I really realized that using my gifts to help others and serve others was what I was actually put here to do. It wasn't for my own benefit. And, you know, I, I look at Jesus sat on the ground and, and washed his disciples' feet the most disgusting job that you could think of, because it, it wasn't like our feet, you know, now, you know, most of us, well, not most of us, but people go get manicures, pedicures, all that kind of stuff. We wear shoes every day. These disciples were walking around on dirt roads, rock roads, with sandals on their feet. Their feet were disgusting. And Jesus thought of it, that it was that important that he got down on his hands and knees and took the sandals off the feet and washed the feet of the disciples to serve them, that it made that much sense for him to do that for for his people. So why can't we do that for the people around us? Why can't we serve others with that selflessness, with that focus of what's best for them is best for the team, so it's best for me? Nicely stated. Talk to us about the purpose and why it's important to have a coach, a mentor, and an accountability partner. So I'll start with the coach. Um, You know, for me, I needed a coach growing up because I believed, and I had to be coached hard. Like, I needed a coach because I was a good athlete that was going to get in my face, and he was going to show me that he loved me, but he was going to show me what I was messing up on so that I could be better. And having that person in our life that cares that much about us in our growth to really hold us to that standard. You think about Nick Saban. He has such a high expectation, such a high standard for everybody that walks into that program that 
they care enough to follow the same principles, values, and goals that he set that they're going to do it. There's been a ton of great athletes walk into Alabama, and we never heard of them. You know why? Because they didn't uphold his expectations. They didn't uphold his standards, and so they never made it to the field. It wasn't because they weren't a good enough athlete. It was because they didn't fit the system. They didn't fit the program. And so having a coach in our life that holds us to those standards, holds us to those expectations is paramount. Having a mentor, and and this is something that, you know, I, I still struggle with to this day, is I pour so much of myself out in the world. I do so much trying to love others, serve others, build others up that you got to be poured back into yourself. And so having a mentor in your life that is giving you that, that advice, giving you that constructive criticism and pouring back into you the things that you're pouring out. Otherwise you're going to get burnt out. That's, you know, you only have so much energy to give. You only have so much in that tank uh, of life that if you're not getting poured back into by somebody, then you're going to burn out. You're going to hit a wall. And then an accountability partner, you know, I mentioned this a little bit from a coaching perspective, but you got to have somebody that cares enough about you that's going to hold your feet to the fire and is going to say, you know what, man, you're not living right. Or, hey, you said you were going to do this. You said this is who you are. But at the end of the day, you're not living it, man. You said you were going to have this program released in, in two months. You said you were going to write this book by the end of the year. You ain't even opened a page yet. You know, what are you doing? Um, and being that same person back to your accountability partner is, is paramount to growth uh, because you got to have somebody that pushes you. You know, most people don't have a motor where they push themselves that hard. They got to have somebody to help push them along and love them along. And, and so, the, the greatest coaches in the world, the greatest mentors in the world, the greatest accountability partners in the world, I believe, are tough on you, man. It, it's not about participation trophies. I, I don't want a participation trophy in life. I want somebody that's going to care about me enough, love me enough, to be hard on me because that's what we need in this world. Nobody owes you a single thing in this world, but you got to go make it yourself. So I want somebody to love me that hard to, to care enough about me to, to give me that other side that even when I struggle with the motivation or I struggle with getting out of bed, I got somebody that's like, nope, we're going to the gym today, man. We're, we're doing it. Nicely stated. Talk to us about the new currency relationships. You know, your, your network is your network. It's flat out. It's, and I saw this in, in the recruiting aspect that I saw guys on the field that they weren't really that good of a player, but because they knew somebody, they were getting recruited to places that they never really ended up playing anyway. (laughs) But knowing that their network was that big at that time, you know, they were able to to get somewhere and get an education and, and do some great things. Um, you know, like I said, money's going to come and go, but those relationships, and, and sometimes those relationships are for a season. Uh, sometimes they're long-term relationships. But being able to foster and, and network and, and use that community and collaboration 
um, you know, great things happen when we work together um, because none of us is perfect. It's all about team building. You know, the things that I'm good at, you know, the next person may not be, but we work together because my weaknesses are his strength. And so through that, we yin to each other's yang. We, we have a balance in the community, a balance in that, that relationship um, that builds something great instead of just something that could have been pretty good or decent uh, with one of us. So that, that currency, uh, you know, digital currency of relationships, collaboration of relationships uh, is changing the world, man. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that our, our whole world is changing, uh, and a lot of people don't really see it. Yes, indeed. Talk to us about the power of expectation. You know, I mentioned Nick Fabin, um, but, I, you know, I also mentioned, uh, you know, Bill Belichick. Uh, the expectation of what you should be, what your goals should be, and all of those things is you got to set the bar high, man. If you can't set the bar high, then you're saying that mediocrity is okay. And Ray Lewis said one time, he said, if you're not pissed off for greatness, then you understand that mediocrity is okay with you. And I said this at the very start. I despise mediocrity. I despise complacency. If you can't set expectations for, for yourself, uh, for your team, then you're saying that you're okay with letting the chips fall as they may be. You know, and I'm not okay with that. I, I want the best for everybody in my circle. I want the best for everybody on my team. Um, and, and I'm going to hold them to a high expectation, to a high standard to make sure that they get there. And that, that includes myself. Wow. I'm coming back to this because I just think that you really get it. You really understand it and you're really living it. Talk to us about thinking. Teach us how to think. You know, some people don't know what thinking is and, you know, their life is, all over the place like space. Teach us about thinking. You know, it's a, it goes back to mindset. Understanding that everything that you think becomes a feeling. Everything that you feel generates an action. Every action that you do creates who you actually are. And so the world sees the action. They see who you are. They don't see the thought. So understanding that that process, that flow is, is nature. So changing how you respond to a stimulus, changing how you respond to adversity, understanding that adversity is just an opportunity to get better. It's not actually a challenge. It's all right, what's the lesson here? there's a lesson here for me to learn and, and I'm going to do that. And it's going to change the way I think this the next time I'm going to, people always think that they're scared to, to try a business and then they get into it and they fail and they, they don't want to do it again because they feel like they're starting back over at ground zero. You're not starting back over at ground zero. You're actually on the fourth floor 
you're on the fourth floor because the experience that you learned, the lessons that you learned in that time period, it's going to help you change your thought process into the next venture. And so when you understand that your thoughts, how you talk to yourself, how you perceive the world is playing out into your actions, whether you realize it or not, then you can alter how you live life. You can alter your trajectory. People don't realize this. You're literally one decision away at any given time from changing the trajectory of your entire life. I was just a couple months ago, and I, I was talking about this a couple days ago. I was watching highlights of a baseball game, and, and uh, the Braves were playing, I think it was Cincinnati, maybe. Um, and one of the Braves' main players was 0 for 4 on the night. He had a, a ground out, ground into a double play, line out to left field, and a strikeout. Had a terrible night at the plate. Yet, in the bottom of the 10th inning, the game's tied 4-4, four to four, and he finds himself at the plate with the bases loaded. And you know what? He drops a grand slam. He was one swing away the whole time from blowing that game wide open. And what people don't realize is you got to keep swinging. You're going to fail. You're going to go through these things. And your thoughts are going to go negative. But if you can trick yourself into flipping those negative thoughts into a positive, realizing that you can blow the game wide open, you could blow your life wide open with one more swing at any given time. People would keep swinging instead of just folding. Most people fold. You know, we, we can't control the cards we're dealt in life. Um, and we can't fold in life. You know, that's not an option for us. The only option we have is we got to play the hell out of those cards. Sometimes you got to bluff it a little bit. Sometimes you got to, you know, uh, one of my mentors, before you, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you got to feel like a phony a little bit while you're trying to get through there. Um, but you're playing that hand out, you know, sometimes you got to burn to draw to get a better hand and then, then you're in a better situation, but it starts all up in your head and, and, and it's that simple process. Thoughts become feelings, feelings become actions, actions become what you are. Nicely stated. Talk to us about the five words because it says the power of life and death is in the tongue. I, I didn't hear you on that one, brother. Uh, talk to us about the power of words because it says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's a good book. Yeah, so definitely the power of life and death is in the tongue. Um, you know, I talked about dunamis. You have that dynamite in you, um, but that dynamite can be used for evil, too. Uh being able to choose your words wisely to build others up using that power for good as opposed to tearing others down and destroying things, uh, it's all in the decision um, because the same words could be used for good or for evil. Um, all of our powers are that way. I, I don't care what your superpower is, what gifts you have, they can all be used for good or for evil. And so being able to be wise with your words, slow to speak, slow to anger, and being calculated with those things, being analytical with those things before you actually release it out into the universe, into the atmosphere, uh, and understanding the consequences 
the pros and the cons to whatever you're going to say, whatever you're going to put out there uh, is key to making sure that you're building up and not destroying. Nicely stated. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question, and then I want you to tell everybody how to get a hold of you again. Um, talk to us about focus mastery. What does focus mean to you, and how do you focus? You know, I keep going back to this. I keep going to my alignment. Um, you know, understanding where I'm at at any given time uh, is a, it's, it's a power that I have um, through my natural process. Um, I have to understand where I'm at to understand where I'm going. And that's what focuses me at the end of the day. Uh, but also understanding my why. You know, I love my wife to death. I'm blessed with just the, the most phenomenal woman ever. And I'm blessed with, you know, I, <laughs> most people don't talk about wanting kids. I wanted kids from a young age, and I wanted two boys. And you know what? I got them in, in my 8-year-old Jackson and my 4-year-old Easton. Uh, and, and they're my heart, man. And uh, understanding that, uh, you know, people talk about breaking generational curses. I think breaking generational curses is great. Um, there, there's a lot of bad things that run in my family, uh, and my father did a, a great job of breaking those breaking those curses. And, and so it's it's up to me to to continue that legacy of my dad and, and continue to to break those generational curses. But at the end of the day, I want to create general generational blessings as well. I want to pass something on to the next generation. I want to give them wealth that has never been in our family before. I want to give them my mentality because I don't want my mentality to die with me. I want the next generation to have it and the next generation to have it so that the the great men of this world, and there's a lot of them, if we don't pass that knowledge down, then we're going to repeat history and we're going to create more and more issues. And so I, I want to raise up a generation that is going to change the world, continue to change the world after I'm gone. The dust from our bones will be long gone, but the things that I'm saying, the visions that I have, the values that I have, the things that I taught, those are still going. And that's my why every single day is, is living that life for my wife, living that life for my kids, living that life for the generations that I'm never even going to meet. Um, but that's what focuses me. It always brings me back to center is my faith, my alignment, and my why. Nicely stated. Man, it's been an incredible interview. I want you to give everybody all your social media, how they can, uh, you know, email your business and inquire about everything that you offer. Just give them every way they can reach you. So uh, my personal IG page, um, Instagram page, is my first initial M, my last, name Morphew, M-O-R-P-H-E-W, underscore, and then the number two. And then I have um, my Savage Over Average page as well. That is S-O-A underscore motivation. That's my two Instagram pages. You can find me on Clubhouse, search me by the name. Um, I do spell my, my first name a little bit different. Uh, Nick is N-I-C. Uh, as opposed to, you know, most people spell it N-I-C-K. I always do love to, uh, like I said, love to be different, love to do things differently than, than anybody else does. Um, so you can find me on Clubhouse. I've also got a Clubhouse Club 
um, Savage Over Average. We do rooms on Sundays uh, at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we do that room on Sundays so that we fire everybody up. That room is designed to motivate, inspire, uplift each other so that you can get fired up on Sunday and you can go out into your world wherever that may be on Monday morning and you can go change your world. Um, they, they say that one man can't change the world, but you know what? One man can change his world and it's rings of influence. So you change your world, you change your family's life, you change your community, you change your state, you, you change the country, and then we're going to grow to the world. And so it's a movement that we're starting uh, about living life as a savage as opposed to being in the cage of average. And so if you're on Clubhouse, feel free to come join us in that room. We always have a powerful topic, something that, that brings change to your world, like I said, that motivates, inspires, and uplifts you. Um, and then also, like I said uh, earlier, my clothing line, our Shopify store is S. OA-motivation.myshopify.com. And like I said, we've got men's wear, T-shirts, women's wear. We've got sweatshirts, uh, gym wear. We've got some leggings for the women on there, gym tank tops for the guys. We've got uh, jackets and T-shirts for the kids. We've got backpacks, uh, hats. Beanies, it's starting to get cold. It was beautiful, 51 degrees here in East Texas this morning. Uh, nice and you know chilly for us. Um, but yeah, that's that's all my contact there. Uh, feel free to reach out, shoot me a DM if you'd like to con uh, contact me more. I love to. I love to meet new people. Uh, I love to collaborate, uh, and would love an opportunity to to help coach people in their mindset. Um, because the more people that we can get thinking on that wavelength, the more people we change in their lives, and it's just going to resonate from there. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I'm going to leave the audience with a couple quotes. Fall seven times, stand up eight, Japanese proverb. The journey of 1,000 miles begins with a single step, Chinese proverb. A dream doesn't become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. Four-star general, Colin Powell. If one advances confidently in the direction of his or her dreams and endeavors to live the life which they have imagined, they will meet with success unexpected in common hours. Henry David Thoreau. That's it for the Sudden Eye Impact Show. And until the next time, continue to use your faith. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for the opportunity, brother. It's been great. Peace. Peace.